Let's smash the patriarchy in this high school. Today I'm talking about Moxie. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Moxie, which is a relatively recent uh, Netflix movie directed by Amy Poehler, uh, based on the book of the same name. And I thought it was charming. I think it's very well-intentioned. I think it's better than a lot of... Sorry. Excuse me, a lot of other teen movies of its ilk, especially when it comes to teenage activism. Um, obviously, it's a little more aimed at the younger ones, but I still think it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so without further ado... Let's get started. Considering how popular all those teen rom-coms were for them, I'm surprised Netflix hasn't greenlit more teen-oriented movies. Big studios aren't making them, they're generally inexpensive to make, and you can bring in them kids with family-friendly material they can watch with their families. Instead, they've leaned heavily on sequels to their most popular and often most critically lambasted movies, like Tall Girl or Kissing Booth. Seriously, how did Kissing Booth get as many sequels as to all the boys I've known? <laughs> to all the boys. Thankfully, Amy Poehler and company decided to capitalize on a different trend with young folks, activism. The movie follows the 16-year-old Vivian, who is going through the general awkwardness of being a teenage girl, including flirting with a boy who got cute over the summer, and a social hierarchy ranking that is sent out every year. That is very gross. But after being inspired by a new classmate and her mom's riot girl history, Vivian decides to start an underground zine called Moxie to call out injustices. So, I like this movie a lot. Obviously, the premise of a progressively-minded young woman calling out the bullshit she sees in her school to stand up for the outsizers is right up my alley, and there's plenty of heart and humored pepper throughout the film. There is one element I want to address that limits the film, but here's my highlights. First and foremost, we have activism on your terms. One of the downsides of being a natural activist are what I'll dub gatekeepy tendencies. It's the notion of saying that certain people aren't pulling their weight or not helping the right way, often with little to no regard for personal limitations like time, money, race, disability, etc. Moxie addresses this head-on by putting tension between Vivian and her best friend Claudia. While Vivian is drawn to her more rebellious new, new friend Lucy, Claudia feels left behind while Vivian wants Claudia to do more and accuses her of not caring. But as Claudia points out through her actions, you can be supportive in less forward and vocal ways. You can organize and make sure your friends don't break rules or find supplies for their events. And she's just as important and invested as everybody else. There are all kinds of roles when it comes to social change, and you often have your own box to work within. And we also have being a teenager. Just all of it. Another aspect of this movie that hit home is how complete and messy Vivian's life is. She's obviously feeling a lot of stress by being Moxie, which also means that she's not handling school as well, or friendship, or her first romance, or her mom finding a boyfriend. It's all overwhelming. Thankfully, the movie doesn't let Vivian off the hook. Her childish behavior is portrayed as childish, and she gets called out throughout the film when she's on off base or unaware of how she's coming across. She has a lot to learn in a hurry, whether it's how to be a solid romantic partner or friend while advocating for herself. It also captures the joys of feeling seen. Sequences when she sees people are acting on Moxie's recommendations captured the awkward to joyful shift as she realizes the impact. 
even a symbol on somebody's hand stands out. It's a great justification for demonstrating allyship. There are some qualms, though, including the lead character, the ending, and the visual language. There's a part of me that wishes Vivian wasn't a young white woman. I get why she is. It's so she can be told how or why she doesn't understand certain stuff because of her race, which isn't wrong, but also means that the movie dips towards the white savior trope. Admittedly, the movie plays Moxie as a catalyst for change that women of color and queer people run with, but she's still the focal point in this movie that was inspired by a black and Latinx woman. In a similar vein, the ending is very clumsy. Without giving away too much, considering all the things that are said and revealed, it feels like a very public event that occurs is that occurs is the wrong avenue for some for it, and some of the lines that follow feel very forced. That said, I think this is also a limitation there's also a limitation in the film's visual language. While Amy Poehler is someone who can capture tone very well, she hasn't quite expanded her visual filmmaking language yet. She's she's gets solid talent in there, but there's not a lot of film to the film visually minus montages and shot reverse shot. And you can do this even in this genre. It's something that movies like to all the boys and Booksmart did exceptionally well. Still, these are all small complaints within a generally enjoyable movie. The verdict is it's a refreshing change of pace. Though still within the teen comedy genre, <laughs> teen drama genre, <laughs> Moxie stands out thanks to its refreshing take on activism. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.